Ah, and we are live. Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We got a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to takesbyfans.com slash watch. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. So, however you want to watch or listen, we've got you covered multiple ways. All right, today's a big old Thursday, folks. We've just kind of wrapped up talking about week 13 yesterday on the show with our Wednesday film study. We watched Tua. We gave Gardner Minshew some respect and all that. So now we are ready to talk about week 14, folks, in the NFL. So we're going to be predicting and reacting to the week 14 lines today on the show, uh, finding where that great value is. Is Vegas going to be disrespectful again this week? Can we cash in? Uh, what was our big disrespect uh, value last week that we truly ate up? Uh, Dolphins minus four and a half, obviously great value. We always will eat that up. Uh, was there another one? Uh, the Eagles minus seven. That was the one that we were telling you kind of trap bets. Eagles minus seven, Jets plus seven, and then, you know, even without Jalen Hurts, the Eagles still cover the minus seven points, so, you know, we're still looking for those those trap bets, we're still looking for that great value, 14 weeks into the season, Vegas is still giving great value, so we're on the hunt today, uh, and then we've got our NBA Daily 10 to go over, so let's uh, kick that off, let's get 10 minutes on the clock here. I always go to the calculator app. As soon as I say clock and calculator, it mixes up. But here we go. We got 10 minutes on the clock here with our timer app. So here we go. 10 minutes on the clock. Next 10 minutes of uninterrupted basketball talk of what just happened yesterday in the NBA. So here we go. 10 minutes on the clock, and the clock starts right now. Alrighty, Tons of games in on in the NBA last night, and man, oh man, uh, first one up here, 76ers at the Hornets, 76ers get a nice win here again against this Hornets team, another close game, uh, they face each other in back-to-back -back games here, so 76ers pull it out again, 110-106 for the 76ers, Joel Embiid gets it done, 32 points, 8 rebounds, absolutely fantastic, Seth Curry is finally back, finally, 23 points, 4 of 8 from 3, uh, I think he's gone a couple of games, I want to say at least like three, four games, Seth Curry not putting up 20 plus points, so great that he's back, Tyrese Maxey back in the starting lineup, six points, three assists two rebounds, a little bit of a lackluster night, but hey, a plus zero on the floor, still gets to win we'll still give him the credit, and then Tobias Harris, 18.6 rebounds, absolutely fantastic, and then for the Hornets coming up a little bit short, still no LaMelo Ball, still out, I believe, with the COVID-19, so Kelly Oubre Jr. still in the starting lineup, and still another good game by him shout out to Kelly Oubre Jr. again for stepping it up. Still don't want him in the starting lineup, but uh, it's great to know that when he needs to be called upon next man up in the starting rotation, he can definitely get it done. So Kelly Oubre Jr., 22 points, 10 rebounds. He shot 3 of 12 from 3, not the greatest, 36% uh, on 22 shots. But, you know, we'll give him the 22 points and the 10 rebounds with that nice double-double. Gordon Hayward led the team in scoring 31.7 assists. And then uh, Cody Martin at the 1 filling in for LaMelo Ball. 12 points, 3 steals, 3 assists, 5 rebounds. Just come up a short again against the 76ers, losing 106 to 110. Alrighty, next game up here is the Bulls at the Cavs, and man, oh man, this Cavs team is the real deal, and we bet against them last night, and this is what we get. I don't even mind that we lost last night, folks, on our bet. The Cavs got the win, and we won't we won't uh, make the mistake of disrespecting this Cavs team again by not betting them. Jeez Louise. So, uh, what we're, we were getting uh, five, uh, three points with the Bulls, too, and man, they still lose, uh, but Bulls lose 92 to 115. Man, oh man. And for the Cavs, Jared Allen, 13 points, 12 rebounds. Darius Garland, 24.6 assists. Evan Mobley, the big-time rookie out here, 16 points, but get this, five big old blocks, a plus 28 on the floor in 31 minutes. Man, oh, man, Evan Mobley, shout that man out. Well, also, he shot 72%. Man, oh, man, this man is absolutely fantastic. Uh, and then Laurie Marcannon, 14 points, getting it done as well. Nice bench contribution from Ricky Rubio, the nice veteran here, 11 points, 9 assists. Kevin 
Kevin Love, another great veteran piece that has truly been getting it done. 11 points, 5 rebounds in only 19 minutes. Yes, sir, we will take that. The Cavs are legit, folks. The Cavs are legit. And they went and beat a nice Bulls team here. Uh, now, they didn't have DeMar DeRozan, so Derek Jones Jr. still in the starting lineup. They move him to the 4 and then have Ayo Desunmu uh, at the 2. But Derek Jones Jr., 11 points, 2 rebounds. He shot well, 57%, but still, you know, he gets some points here. He's a decent defender, decent passer, all that. He just doesn't really he's not a starter in this league. It's unfortunate, and we're trying to get him into that kind of starting territory, but he's just not getting it done. Vucevic at the 5, 18 points, 12 rebounds. Zach Levine, 23 points, 9 assists. And then Lonzo Ball, 19 points, 7 assists. Unfortunately, just kind of missing that fourth score here. The main three got it done. They need that main four. Unfortunate, the Bulls lose. And lose kind of big, 115-92. All right, then we get the Wizards at the Pistons, and we get uh, Kyle Kuzma hitting the game-winning three-pointer in overtime. So uh, Kyle Kuzma still on this kind of, you know, up-and-down season, having really great standout games, but then just kind of getting lost in the shuffle in those other games, not truly being a solid number two. Maybe, do I dare compare him a little bit to uh, Chris Middleton? That's not a compliment, uh, but, you know, Chris Middleton before the playoff run last season, and folks, I get it. Chris Middleton in the playoffs last season was absolutely fantastic. But classic Chris Middleton with this Bucks team for over the last couple of seasons in the regular season and even in the playoffs besides last season, uh, he wasn't really consistent for Giannis. Really just not that kind of main man, that kind of extra score that they needed consistently. And Kyle Kuzma, we're kind of seeing that a little bit with him this season. But the nice game winner, we'll shout him out here. 26 points, led the team in scoring. Fantastic. Seven rebounds, four assists. Fantastic. Brad Bradley Beal, 25.6 rebounds. KCP, 13 points. And then Spencer Dinwiddie at the 1, 12 points, 7 assists, and 6 rebounds. That's real well done. Um, then we get a cryptic tweet here by Montrez Harold. Uh, Montrez Harold tweets out 12 hours ago, was fun while it lasted. So is Montrez Harold going to get on the move here? And I don't get it. Why is Montrez Harold every single season, even like midseason, they're getting rid of this man? What is going on with that? He's a perfect bench piece, but nobody wants to keep them on their roster. I really don't get it. We are big champions of Montrezl Harold, but they're giving him no respect out here, and we don't like that. So, Montrezl Harold off the bench for the Wizards last night. Four points, two rebounds in only 17 minutes. We see his production going down, and we've seen Montrezl Harold have really great games this season by uh, for the Wizards. And do I dare say? I'm going to maybe dare say this, folks. I think Montrezl Harold has had a better season than Kyle Kuzma has for the Wizards overall. I'm going to say it, folks. Come at me. I don't care. I'm saying it. Uh, so Wizards get the win here. And then for this Pistons team, Sadiq Bey tried to do his thing here. 28 points, 3 assists, 5 rebounds. Cade Cunningham, uh, 21 points, 3 assists. Both of them got it done. And then Frank Jackson off the bench with a huge 19-point production for them. Just unfortunately get come up a little bit short in overtime with that buzzer beater. Alrighty, and then we get the Knicks at the Pacers, and this is why we don't bet the back-to-back, -back, folks. You should have slapped us in the face for betting the back-to-back -back with the Knicks. What were we thinking? Even though it was against the Pacers, uh, the Pacers, they'll get it done when they've got fresh legs. So, can't bet the Knicks on the back-to-back. -back. We know that's moving forward. So, Knicks at the Pacers. Pacers get the win here. Big 20-point win, 122-105, to 105, and we are getting five points with the Knicks. Jeez Louise. Uh, you know, we are the clowns for thinking that was good value. Uh, but the Pacers get it done. Finally, Sabonis, 21 points, 11 rebounds. We had Miles Turner, 22 points. Karis LeVert, 15 points, 6 assists. Malcolm Brogdon, 16 points. And then Chris Duarte, uh, 23 points, 6 assists. I mean, man, oh, man, that starting lineup absolutely got it done. And then for the Knicks last night, Alec Burks at the 1, Evan Fournier at the 2. Once again, no Kemba Walker. Derrick Rose still not officially in the starting lineup. So Alec Burks, 15 points, no assists. He can't be doing that. What are you doing, my man? Uh, Evan Fournier, seven points on six shots. Come on. We need Evan Fournier to be that scorer here, and he hasn't really been doing that consistently at all. He got out to a decent start the first couple of games here for the Knicks, but man, oh man, as of late, Evan Fournier, please pick it up. We get Julius Randle, 18 points, eight rebounds, and RJ Barrett, 19 points. Off the bench, do we get anything great? We got Obi Toppin with 13 points, and Emmanuel quickly, 11 points, and four rebounds. Unfortunately, the Knicks get blown out. 
All right, then we get the Bucks at the Heat. Heat get the win, 113-104 over the Bucks. And man, oh man, no Jimmy Butler, no Bam Adebayo for the Heat, and they get the win. Ooh, a little bit of a lackluster game overall by the Bucks, but here we go. The Miami Heat rocking with the lineup of Kyle Lowry at the one, Robinson at the two, Kayla Martin at the three, P.J. Tucker at the four, and Dwayne Dedman at the five. Kyle Lowry, 22 points, 13 assists. Man, oh man, fantastic. We have Kayla Martin leading the team in scoring. Yes, sir. Way to step it up. Kayla Martin, no Jimmy Butler. Got to fill in that three roll, and he does it absolutely perfectly. 28 points, eight rebounds, three assists. We will take that, and he shot six of eight from three. The man was on fire. P.J. Tucker even stepped up his offensive production, and they definitely need that without Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. And P.J. Tucker goes 15 points, eight assists, seven rebounds. Absolutely fantastic. And then Duncan Robinson, six points on 205 from the three. Meh, meh, meh. We'll give him a meh. And then Tyler here, a little bit of a lackluster performance overall. Nine points, but he was a minus 19 on the floor. There was only one other player for the Heat in the minus territory, and that was Omir Yervinston. So, and he played four minutes. So, not a great night by Tyler Hero, but we'll give him a little bit of a break here. This is like his first really bad game of the season, and they still get the win. So, we're not going to really weigh it that much against Tyler Hero. And then for the Bucs, you know, their whole starting lineup is there. Besides Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis still playing the five here. But, hey, that's that's no excuse. Bobby Portis is really good. Uh, and they still come up short here on the road. Not a great optically looking loss here for the Bucs. Giannis struggled. 30% shooting. 15 points. Only six rebounds. Where's the double-double, my man? It's easy for you to grab the boards. Why don't you have at least 10 rebounds every single game? Chris Middleton. 20 points. He had four assists. Six rebounds. Four of eight from three. 38% from the field. Grayson Allen. Eight points, four rebounds. We got to see Grayson Allen start to kind of hit the clip of three a little bit more consistently. Got out to that hot start, and we were buying and buying and buying. I think we were like the only people buying Grayson Allen stock because I think we had it all. Uh, but, you know, over these last couple of games here, just not being that great of a shooter. And uh, then we have Drew Holiday, 27 points, led the team in scoring four assists and four, four rebounds. Unfortunately, come up short here, 113-104. Now we get the Thunder at the Raptors, and the Thunder get the one-point win here, 110-109. Shea Gillis-Alexander with 26 points and nine assists. Uh, that is our 10 minutes, but we still got a ton to go, folks, so we got to ramp it up a little bit here. Shea Gillis-Alexander, 26 points and nine assists. Lugensdor, 22 points, six rebounds, three assists. He's starting to get a little bit more consistent here, so a little, a little bit of buyability in this Thunder team. We're getting there slowly but surely with them. And then for for this Raptors team, another unfortunate loss. They're just not that great team we thought they could be at the start of the season. Got out to a really good start, but once again, just floundering over the last couple of weeks here. Fred Van Vliet, 19 points, 9 assists. Gary Trent Jr. led the team in scoring with 24 points. We have Chris Boucher at the 5, 11 points, 7 rebounds. Siakam, 23 points, 11 rebounds. And then rookie Scotty Barnes, 18 points, 8 rebounds. Just did not have that bench production, and they lose by 1. All right, then we get the Nets at the Rockets. Nets lose here to the Rockets, 114-104. Nets can't get it done. No Kevin Durant. They rest them. That's really why they're going to lose. Uh, we only had two players in double-digit scoring in the starting lineup, and one was James Harden with 25 points, 11 rebounds, and 8 assists. Great night by the man. And then the other one was Patty Mills. Love seeing this. 12 points. He didn't shoot well at all, 3 of 9 from 3, 27% shooting on 11 shots, but he was still a plus 3 on the floor in the loss. So give Patty Mills and James Harden some credit, but we know besides those two, there's really nothing great on this team. And then for the Rockets, well, they get it done because who did not play? Daniel Tice. Man, oh man, Daniel Tice doesn't play, and they win, folks. There is big correlation there. We've got to start kind of uh, when we start betting the Rockets and getting some good points, we got to make sure that Daniel Tice is not playing, and then it's great value from that point. Uh, so no Daniel Tice, thank goodness. Christian Wood, 12 points, 15 rebounds. We had Eric Gordon with 21 points. We had Amarni Brooks, 14 points, 4 assists, 5 rebounds. And Garrison Matthew with a big 19 points. And then Josh Christopher off the bench. Ever heard of him? Well, now you will because he had 18 points on 7 of 7 from the field. That is 100%, folks, while shooting four threes. Two steals, two assists, two rebounds in only 23 minutes. The man was a menace. Truly got it done. Uh, so the Rockets get the win, 114 104. Now we get the Mavericks at the Grizzlies. Mavericks back on top here. Luka Doncic, 26 points, 7 assists, 8 rebounds. Porzingis, 19 points, 4 rebounds. And Reggie Bullock with 15 points. 
Then for the Grizzlies, still no John Morant, so really can't buy this team like we know. Tyus Jones filling in for John Morant, and he had five points and eight assists on 28% shooting. Not looking like John Morant. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. led the team in scoring with 26 points. Everything else was lackluster. Mavericks get the win, 104-96. Or 96. Then we get the Jazz at the Timberwolves, and the Jazz absolutely blow by the Timberwolves in a big blowout 32 point win for the Jazz putting up 136 points winning 136 to 104 and why because this team is deep and they're all good Mike Connolly 10 points 5 assists Donovan Mitchell 36 points 5 rebounds Rudy Gobert 13 points 10 rebounds Royce O'Neal 9.7 assists 6 rebounds Bohan Bogdanovich 21 points finally Bogdan oh my I love the Bogdanovich bros folks and they're starting to get it going here after a little bit of a slow start this season shot out to Bohan Bogdanovich, 4 of 9 from 3, 21 points, second leading scorer of the squad, and then the depth here, Joe Ingles, 11 points, 7 assists, we get Jordan Clarkson, 18 points, 6 of 13 from the 3, getting it done, and then we have Rudy Gay, 7 points, 6 rebounds, a plus 18 on the floor, bingo, bango, absolutely fantastic, and then for the Timberwolves, the big 3, Anthony Edwards, 18 points, 5 assists. Carl Anthony Towns, 22 points, 5 assists, 7 rebounds. Patrick Beverly was back. Unfortunately, no D'Angelo Russell. So Patrick Beverly had 16 points and 2 assists and 2 rebounds, but they were missing kind of their third of D'Angelo Russell. And then just having Patrick Beverly just kind of be that extra piece uh, that we definitely need this Timberwolves team to have. Unfortunately, they did not have their big three, and they get blown out by a very deep Jazz team. Jazz win 136-104. And we get the Nuggets at the Pelicans, and the Nuggets get it done in overtime, winning 120 to 114. Once again, this Pelicans team is nothing special. We're still not impressed with this Nuggets team. Jokic does his thing 39 points, 11 assists, 11 rebounds. That's the only great thing about this team now that Michael Porter Jr. is out for the season, and Jamal Murray is still out. Monte Morris, 11 points. We had Will Barton, 20 points, 6 assists. That was a good game. Uh, and then Aaron Gordon, once again, just lackluster in the scoring. That's not his game. We know this, and they're going to be missing scores here as we progress through the season. Uh, Aaron Gordon, 10 points on 7 shots. And then the Pelicans just coming up a little bit short. Valanchunas doing his thing, and I feel so bad for Valanchunas, folks. They get rid of him on the Grizzlies, a potential championship uh, You know, entering the season. They were kind of championship contenders on what they did last season if they built upon that in the offseason, and they just get rid of Jonas Valanchunas. He goes to the Pelicans. Zion is still nowhere to be found, and this team just isn't good. So Valanchunas, a great night, 27 points, 11 rebounds. And then Brandon Ingram, 16 points, 4 steals, 5 assists, 8 rebounds. Unfortunately, not enough to get it done. All right, then we get the – jeez, we still got three games, folks. Here we go. Blazers at the Warriors. Warriors get the win, 104-94. Steph Curry doesn't break break the record. Only 22 points, only six threes. I think he needed, what, 16 threes, something like that. He's close to the number. Did not break it, though. Jordan Poole with a great 20 uh, points, three steals, two assists, three rebounds. Raymond Green, five points, ten rebounds. And then Andrew Wiggins, 14 points, four rebounds. Very well done. And then for the Blazers, still no C.J. McCollum, still no Damian Lillard, so still no winning. We know this. Norman Powell led the team in scoring with 26 points. And then we have Nurchich with 20, 12 points and 13 rebounds. And Nasir Little with 18 points. Everything else was very lackluster. Warriors get the win. Then we get the Magic at the Kings, and the Magic lose. Thank goodness we didn't bet on them. We know never to bet on this Magic team. Uh, Kings get the big old win, 142-130 to 130 for the Magic. Cole Anthony, 33 big old points. Love seeing it. Eight assists, doing his thing. Six of nine from three. Can always rely on Cole Anthony. Everything else was uh, it was good, but there was no defense. That's why they gave up 140 plus points. And then for the King, Buddy Heald only playing 17 minutes. So once again, look for Buddy Heald to be traded at the trade deadline. Buddy Heald off the bench, five points, one of ten from the three. Jeez Louise. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, 33 points. We had uh, Davian Mitchell off the bench, 18 points, four assists. He shot 70%. Well done. Harrison Barnes, 16 points. Terrence Davis. 16 points. Marvin Bagley off the bench, 12 points. And Tristan Thompson off the bench, revitalizing his career here in this game, potentially. 14 points and 10 rebounds. Kings get the win. And then finally, the last game of the night here, Clippers. Celtics and the Clippers get the win here, 114-111 over the Clippers. Once again, no Jalen Brown, and they kept the game competitive, folks. Interesting for the Clippers. No Paul George, and they still get it done. Uh, Patrick ba or Reggie Jackson, excuse me, 17 points, 7 assists, fantastic. Terrence 
Terrence Mann, 10 points, 10 rebounds. Zubak, 10 points, 10 rebounds. Marcus Morris, 20 points. And then the bench, Luke Kennard, 15 points. Well done to step it up. And also, who stepped it up? Know this name. Brandon Boston Jr., 27 points. Led the team in scoring in 25 minutes. Off the bench, shot 69%. 5 of 8 from 3. A plus 10 on the floor. And to go along with that, 4 big old steals. And that's really why they won the game. And then for the Celtics, no Jalen Brown. So Jason Tatum's the only star on this team. 29 points, 10 rebounds, 2 steals, 2 assists. Dennis Schroeder, 19 points, 8 assists. Fantastic. Dennis Schroeder plays so well without Jalen Brown on the floor, folks. That's what it is. And then Marcus Smart, 16 points, 4 steals, 6 assists, 7 rebounds. And then even Josh Richardson off the bench with a big old 17 points. Unfortunately, come up 3 points short because of Brandon Boston Jr. getting it done in the Celtics lose. Alrighty, those were all the games last night. Let's quickly see. We're going to go through this quickly, folks. Is there any way to make some money here in the NBA? We went one of two in our official picks yesterday, hitting that Clippers pick, and there's three games on tonight. So here we go, very quickly. Jazz at the 76ers, both of these teams on a back-to-back. And this 76ers team, folks, um, you know, they've been struggling to win games, close games every couple of games here since really Joel Embiid came back, um, you know, and the Jazz being minus three, I think it could be some good value. For the Jazz, Hassan Whiteside is game time decision. And then for the 76ers, everybody's good to go. So I'm going to go with the Jazz minus three right here. Expect, uh, I don't know how well Rudy Gobert is going to be able to defend um, Joel Embiid down low, but we do know, you know, in the back-to-back with the 76ers, Joel Embiid could get a little fatigued. Remember our little nickname that we had from him last season in the playoff run? Joel Fatigue, because he wasn't really playing that well as that kind of series progressed. So the Jazz just being so much deeper than the 76ers, we're going to take that minus three. And I know we don't bet teams back-to-back, but both of these teams are on back-to-back, so I think it's a little bit of an even playing field. We'll swallow the three with the Jazz on the road. All right, then we get the Lakers at the Grizzlies. Lakers minus four, Grizzlies plus four. If John Morant's not playing, I'll take the Lakers minus four. We'll take that. LeBron James, a game-time decision. Anthony Davis, a game-time decision. And then for the Jazz, yeah, John Morant is still out with that knee. Yeah, so let's quickly make sure if LeBron's not playing, we're not going to take it, obviously. Uh, So let's go to our favorite Twitter account, NBA Fantasy Labs, and see if they have any updated information, and it seems like they don't. NBA Fantasy Labs, I don't want to disrespect you, but you're kind of letting us down a tad here. We just want to know updated information on LeBron James, and if there's no updated information, then lie to me. Please give me something out here. Um, so we're going to kind of risk it a little bit. We got, you know, football and basketball, so let's risk it a little bit on the basketball side, right? We'll go Lakers minus four. And then the last game of the night, the Nuggets against the Spurs. Nuggets on the back-to-back will most likely stay away from it, and we don't like betting this Nuggets team anyway. Uh, Nuggets plus two, Spurs minus two for the Nuggets. Uh, everybody's good to go that does play. And then for the Spurs, we get uh, Keldon Johnson out and Devin Vassell. Or Keldon Johnson, game time decision. Same thing with Devin Vassell. Just don't like this Nuggets team, especially on the back-to-back. They don't have that depth. Can't really buy them. So we'll stick with our two-teamer here. Jazz minus the three. Lakers minus four. Swallowing points tonight and feeling good about it. Alrighty, that is all the NBA we had to go over for today. So now let's head over to the NFL and start looking for some value, folks. We're like truffle pigs hunting for those great truffles. Shout out to Nicolas Cage in the movie Pig. Yes, sir. Um, But, um, yeah, we want to find the value. This is why we predict the lines to see where is our thinking compared to Vegas. Uh, Where is the value? Are we undervaluing teams or is Vegas disrespecting teams like we know they do? Um, is there any trap bets that are set up? We called the trap bet last week. We told y'all as soon as we saw it, we were like, something is amiss here. And it ended up actually being right because we know what spreads mean. We know how to read them. And once again, we predict the lines and that, uh, trap bet was Jets plus seven. Um, Eagles minus seven. We took the Eagles minus seven, and uh, they ended up winning by 15 points, and they covered without Jalen Hurts, folks. So obviously Vegas knows the Jets were not good, and we try to pass that information on to y'all. Hopefully y'all took advantage uh, because you should be listening to literally everything we say. 
Y'all should be like waiting anxiously every single day for noon Eastern to know what, what what do I need to know? What do I need to bet? What do I need to know? What do I need to bet? Y'all should be doing that. So if you're not doing that, you're going to have to change how you watch and listen to takes by fans, folks. I'm sorry. All right, but here we go. Going to go through, talk through these matchups, predict the line, and then we'll see where we are on par with Vegas and see if we get any great values. So let's start it off with Thursday's game, tonight's game, Steelers at the Vikings. And, man, oh, man, the Vikings, they're done. After last week, they're done. We will never buy into them. How do you let Jared Goff beat you? That's embarrassing, folks. So this Vikings defense is absolutely trash. So, hey, the Steelers a little bit of a streaking. Hey, they beat the Ravens. Very good optically. Uh, great motivation. They're a game above 500. We know Mike Tomlin, I believe, has never had a losing record here with the Steelers, even the season two years ago, two, three years ago, uh, where Big Ben was out for the entire year and he had to go with Mason Rudolph for like eight games. They still had a positive record. This Steelers defense is a little banged up, not the greatest, but against this Vikings team, turnover prone. Everybody loves to make a big deal. Well, Kirk Cousins doesn't throw the interception, but he does fumble the ball, so he's still turning over the ball, folks, and I don't care if you're fumbling or throwing interceptions. A turnover is a turnover. Uh, this Vikings team, they're the anomaly. They had the great stats, but they never win the game. So if we're getting points here with the Steelers, ooh, ooh, folks, it could be some great value here. So we're going to predict this one. Uh, it's Vikings at home. They do move the ball, but they don't win the game. There's no bad ability with this Vikings team, folks. Absolutely not. Um, let me make sure. I believe Delvin Cook is also out this week. Let's double check that. And that's actually good. We want Alexander Madison. He doesn't fumble and he gets the same production if not better consistently than Delvin Cook gives us. So we get the same production without the turnover. Yeah, give me that. Give me Alexander Madison and while you're at it, probably give me the backup quarterback for the Vikings as well. Uh, for the Vikings, Adam Thielen is out. Ooh, a nice deep shot weapon. They still got Justin Jefferson, but that's still another piece. Delvin Cook is questionable. What else do we got there? There, That is basically it for high-profile players. For the Steelers, their defense, Joe Hayden, is still out, unfortunately. Um, and is that it? Uh, Juju Smith, uh, yeah, he's on IR. We've been known that. So, yeah, the defense a little banged up with Joe Hayden out this week as well. Uh, but I'm still going to give the, I'm going to give a little respect to the Steelers team, folks. Once again, this Vikings team letting the Lions drive on them 80 yards, 75 yards with Jared Goff, no timeouts. I mean, what a bad taste. Now, do the Vikings rally around that loss, feeling absolutely embarrassed? Maybe, but they still turn the ball over, folks. No bad ability, no believability in this Vikings team, and I'm going to call this one Steelers minus two and a half. We'll see if we get great value. Any points any points we're getting with the Steelers will be great value, and we will take it tonight. We'll see what Vegas puts it at. Our official prediction, Steelers minus two and a half on the road. All right, so that's Thursday's game. Now let's talk about this Sunday slate. First game up, Cowboys at Washington. A nice division rivalry matchup here. And kind of the NFC East, folks, is kind of still up for grabs. Shout out to Washington and the Eagles for staying consistent here and getting it done. I believe they both have six wins. Uh, what do we got here by the Eagles? Eagles got five wins. Eagles on the bye, six and seven. Fantastic. Um so Cowboys, they really need to win this game to truly kind of cement themselves at the top of the NFC East. So a big division game here. Cowboys at 8-4, Washington at 6-6, six six, Washington at home. Now, this Cowboys defense, I think, will be able to stifle Washington's offense. It's not a great offense. Antonio Gibson's really, really good running-wise for Washington. And Taylor Heineke is a solid, okay quarterback. But overall, it's this Walk of Fame defense, baby. Come on, give them their credit and I believe they're going to have a big game. Now, I believe the Washington defense can maybe lock up the Cowboys offense decently but I still believe this Cowboys offense is one of the deepest offenses in the league. Great running backs. Maybe Ezekiel Elliott doesn't play. Uh, we kind of known about a little bit of a, a tweak there in his knee. Um, I believe he's like officially good to go. Yeah, he's officially good to go, but a little kind of banged up. Just a little banged up. A little tweak. Uh, so, you know, Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott in the rushing game, absolutely fantastic. You know, Dak Prescott, we need that C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott connection to hopefully tighten up. Hopefully they use their extra time because they were a Thursday last week, so a little extra time to prepare for this Washington team. We just need it. We talked about it. We went in depth. We showed y'all um, when we broke down the Thursday game last week. 
that we just want Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb to be on the same page a little bit more when that connection is at 100%. Because I would say it's probably at like, uh, I, I, I think it's kind of like a 75% really, honestly, between their connections and hookups where Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, I mean, they're like 95 plus, 99 plus. Like that's where we need that connection at. It needs to be. Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper with Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb. But overall, I think this Cowboys defense can get it done. Division game, so I still think the game could be a little close here. But we're going to go the Cowboys minus three. Just don't know if this Washington offense is ready and prepared to face a really good defense um, and really kind of win the game and look really good. What was their last good defense, offensive performance against a good defense? The Bucks a couple weeks ago. They, I mean, they had the Raiders last week. They only put up 17 points on the road. Two weeks ago, this... Washington team faced Seattle. They put up 17 points at home. Three weeks ago, uh, they had Carolina put up 27 points. Four weeks ago, then they had Tampa Bay, and they put up 29 points. So four weeks ago was kind of their best defensive performance that they had to go against. And we'll see if they're – I think I like the Cowboys' defense better than the Bucks anyway. So we're taking the Cowboys most likely here. We'll call it minus three and see what Vegas says. All right, then we get the Jaguars and the Titans, and the Jags are just absolutely not good. And, folks, I think we could get uh, – I don't know, maybe not. Maybe. This could be potential for some absolutely great value by Vegas, and we'll see what we get. Um, obviously, the Titans have been kind of falling ever since Derrick Henry, but this Jaguars team is nothing good, folks. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence is absolutely not clutch. We've seen this. It's absolutely atrocious how not progressing this man is and truly unfortunate. Now, you can put it to, you know, whoever you want with the Jags. I've got no problem with whoever you truly want to put the Jags' lack of success, success on, whether it's Urban Meyer or Trevor Lawrence or just the entire team in general. Y'all do you, and I'll probably agree with whatever y'all say. Uh, but, yeah, this Titans team, their defense is still a solid defense, folks. Remember, you know, the first couple of – you know, first couple of games when Derrick Henry was still in, th you know, great. I truly miss Derrick Henry, folks. Oh, my God, I miss Derrick Henry so much. Uh, but when they had Derrick Henry, that defense was stepping up, you know, coming back down from Seattle. The defense kind of locking up, uh, what was that other big team they faced in the uh, kind of middle, early season? Whatever it was, this defense can get it done. So I think we see a, a rejuvenated Titans uh, defense here at home against a really poor Jaguars team. And that's why I think we can get some really great value value here so we're gonna call this one titans minus nine and a half just because this jaguars team does not score so um we're obviously not gonna get any points here with the titans but if we get anything like under seven so like six and a half titans minus six and a half i believe that at that point now that's great value we'll see what we get with vegas we'll call it nine and a half officially all right, then we get the Seahawks and the Texans. And this Texans uh, team, they're probably going with Davis Mills as the quarterback. And I think that's fine. Just Tyrod Taylor, he cannot elevate these wide receivers. There's really nothing good good here weapons-wise. And Tyrod Taylor has had his opportunities to win the starting job for the rest of the year and just hasn't shown anything great. If I mean, if the Tex there's no reason to go with good here. If Tyrod Taylor was just looking good, there's no reason to go with him because you can't make the playoffs. You need to know what you're doing next season at the quarterback position. And I don't think it's Tyrod Taylor. No disrespect, but I think he's officially uh, officially done here in the league. Truly unfortunate with how he exited with all the kind of injuries. Uh, not his fault. So the Texans going with another quarterback. The Seahawks team, you know, nice little energy boost winning last week against the 49ers. We know Jamal Adams is out for the season. Unfortunate. So the Seahawks defense may come down a little bit overall in production. But this Texans offense, they can't move the ball. And I like the Seahawks offense obviously better than I like the Texans offense. Um, this Texans defense, really nothing great either. It's just not a good team. Seahawks trying to stay in the playoff hunt, trying to do everything they can. And I'll take the leadership of Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll over the Texans. I like Will Cauley, David Cauley, uh, head coach for the Texans. I like him, but everything else, uh, nothing good here. So we'll call this one Seahawks minus three and a half on the road. All right, then we get the Raiders at the Chiefs, and hey, this was kind of the spoiler game last season where the Raiders went into Arrowhead and absolutely had a great game, put up like 35 points and won the game. Um, so, you know, division rivals, all of that. 
Raiders at the Chiefs here. Chiefs trending up and the Raiders just kind of, you know, being what they always have been, folks. And it's truly unfortunate. It wasn't just John Gruden alone. Um, it was, you know, you know, maybe it is the distractions more than, you know, it was John Gruden. We'll know more about this Raiders team next season, unfortunately. Yes, they're still in the playoff hump here. But, um, you know, this Chiefs team just lost the number one seed this week. Um, they're obviously looking to try and get that back. Raiders here, they're just not it, folks. It's just not it. They're, the offense is just not consistent. And when it is consistent, Derek Carr makes the mistakes. It's truly unfortunate. So Chiefs here, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Andy Reid. Um, you know, this Chiefs team, yes, they have a lot of turnovers, but it's not Patrick Mahomes, folks. And Patrick Mahomes is still one of the best quarterbacks. I think he's getting kind of um, a little bit disrespected. A lot of people are truly not big on Patrick Mahomes, and they should still be big on Patrick Mahomes. He still gets it done. He still makes all the throws, and the turnovers are really on the wide receivers for not catching the great balls that Patrick Mahomes somehow fits in there, folks. Uh, so I'm going to call this one Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs minus five and a half, folks. I just can't trust this Raiders offense. Maybe they keep it close and competitive just because it is a division rival. So we'll see what Vegas puts it at and we'll see if there's any great value in what they put the line at. But we'd call it Chiefs minus five and a half. All right, then we get the Saints at the Jets, and once again, maybe another trap bet here. Maybe, I don't know, is the public opinion big on the Jets? I don't think it is, folks. I'm pretty kind of on the nose on what the public opinion is, uh, but I don't think the public is big on the Jets, and they just got kind of, you know, embarrassed last week. I mean, how do you not take advantage and beat a Jalen Hurts-less Eagles team? Now, we know Garner Minshew is good, but still, I mean, backup quarterbacks winning against you, if I was a head coach, I would not I would be so furious at my team folks honestly you're losing to a backup a backup are you crazy I quit I'm not gonna coach y'all y'all are trash I'm out of here uh but yeah uh Saints here going with Taysom Hill still again and I still like to see Taysom Hill get one more chance because he was throwing some really good balls it was just Kenny Stills man oh man that man can't catch and they got rid of him so this Saints team could probably be a little bit better this week because they don't have Kenny Stills now they're not deep at wide receiver but Kenny Stills was hurting this team way more than he was helping this team that's why you know it was the ball there to Kenny Stills that was thrown perfectly by Taysom Hill that got picked perfectly by the Cowboys defense. So this Saints offense, I think they can move the ball against this Jets team. Zach Wilson, they got up to a good start. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown on their first three possessions. But once again, missed extra point, missed extra point, and missed extra point. Three straight missed extra points. Absolutely uh, disgusting to do that. Uh, so I still don't buy the Jets. We'll see if the if Vegas is trying to you know hover a little carrot, a little carrot in front of all of us, trying to get us to get their sucker bet. And we'll see if they try to do it again here. But I'm going to call this one. Saints minus two and a half here on the road. A big swing there um, for the Saints. All right, then we get the Falcons and the Panthers. And honestly, do we even care? Two trash teams I truly do not even like to watch because they're so bad. And this Falcons team is the Falcons team that it was the last two years. Still trash. Matt Ryan can't get it done. No big weapons, especially without Calvin Ridley. Go ahead and re rely on Cordell Patterson. Go ahead. Where on the Panthers, they don't have Christian McCaffrey. Um, right? Chris McCaff is Christian McCaffrey done for the year, folks? Is this correct? Let me double check my uh, my notes right here. But let's continue talking about them. I mean, they still got Cam Newton. So, obviously, they don't win this game, folks. No disrespect to Cam Newton, but the man is trash. He is truly done. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey's on IR, and the man is done for the year. So, truly unfortunate there. You don't have the passing game. You don't have the running game. We don't like betting the Falcons here, folks. And we vowed never to bet the Falcons again. We may have to go against that, depending on what this Vegas team puts a spread at. Uh, I mean, what is, what is it? What is it, folks? What is it on this Panthers team that gives us any confidence in even thinking about thinking about thinking about betting them, folks? What is it? Their defense? Because it's been exposed the last four weeks. Everyone's saying, oh, top defense by the Panthers, top defense by the Panthers, top defense by the Panthers. Yeah, two, the first two weeks. Anybody can be good two weeks the first two weeks because everybody else is trying to get their feeding underneath them. Panthers, just nothing great here. I hate saying this because uh, we have to kind of side with the Falcons here. But we'll call this one Falcons minus four, folks. No way I'm betting the Panthers here. And maybe Vegas overvalues the Panthers. 
so we can get some good value and get our heart broken when the Falcons don't cover their spread, that they're getting like 10 points. Like If the Falcons get 10 points, they still lose this game for some reason, whatever it is. But we'll see what Vegas puts the spread at. Two trash teams we probably don't bet. All right, then we get the Ravens at the Browns here. Rematch of two weeks ago. Browns face the Ravens, lose, have a bye, then back facing the Ravens at home this time. So Browns at home, set it at the minus three. This offense needs to be way better. They couldn't do anything against the Ravens defense. Now this Browns team hopefully has the blueprint. This is going to be a big week for Kevin Stefanski. This is a must win for the Browns. Easy to say that. Must win game here for the Browns. And I'm going to hold Kevin Stefanski big time in this game. We'll set a bar on tomorrow's show on what we truly need to see out of the Browns. But I'm holding Kevin Stefanski to a very high standard this week. You must win this game. You've had so much time to prepare. It's not like you had to think about it beating another team and then coming back and beating the Ravens. No, no, no. It was Ravens by Ravens. Ravens on your mind for three straight weeks. You must figure it out and you're at home. Kevin Stefanski must win this game. If he doesn't, we're going to have a bad taste in our mouth for Kevin Stefanski for the rest of the season, rest of the offseason. I don't care what they do. Huge game. He needs to get it done. So. We'll see if he can. Um, what should the spread be? I mean, the Ravens haven't done anything offensively consistent here over the last two weeks. You know, four interceptions against the Browns. Still get the win. Interception last week. Just throwing it up. Lose. Two-point conversion. No good. Lose. So this offense isn't great here. And I'm just going to put it right on the line here. Browns minus three at home. We'll see what Vegas puts it at. And we'll see what Kevin Stefanski can do. All right, then we get the Giants at the Chargers here. Giants, nothing great. Chargers trending up. Uh, they were frauds two weeks ago. They had the redemption game last week against the Bengals. They get it done. They get the win, and they are back in our good graces here. They're at home. This Giants offense is nothing. Chargers are looking to make a little bit of a statement, winning back-to-back -back games, improve themselves, and kind of you know make themselves a little bit uh, more confident in getting a wild card spot, or even still maybe they could still challenge the division. Folks, they're sad 7-5, so they're right up there with the Chiefs. No, no problem. So this Giants team, they can't move the ball, folks. Even with Freddie Kitchens, <laughs> still can't move the ball. They're still going with Mike Glennon. Uh, they want to go with Mike Glennon over the rookie, so uh, Jake Fromm, so we'll see. Uh, I, I, you, you're gaining nothing by going with Mike Glennon. We saw him last week. Trash. Go with Jake Fromm. Maybe you, you can utilize him in some aspect of this offense here. So don't like that they're still trying to stick with Mike Glennon here. He's a little banged up, so there's still a chance that Jake Fromm can go. They just don't want to start Jake Fromm. If Mike Lennon is healthy, they're putting Mike Lennon out there. Unfortunate for Mike Lennon because it's going to be a rough night. Uh, but I'm going to go Chargers. Uh, Chargers big here. Chargers minus 12 and a half, folks. I mean, Giants in LA. Good luck. All right. Then we get the Lions at the Broncos. Lions coming off their win, baby. Their first and only win of the season last week on a game-winning walk-off touchdown thrown by Jared Goff. But we weren't impressed by that, folks. We just watched it yesterday on our film study show, that final drive, and Jared Goff was still looking really not good, dinking and dunking because the Vikings defense was playing it absolutely trashly and deserved to lose, and I'm kind of glad they lost it last week against the Lions. Now, this Broncos team, this Broncos defense is good. Lions playing in mile high, folks. We don't use the mile high as a huge point on why we like the Broncos when they're at home. There's really only two instances, or really only one instance, where we love taking the Broncos at home. That's either game one or two of the year. First game, nobody's kind of in great football conditioning. Yeah, they you know they were in practice and OTAs and all that, but they don't have that full, true NFL game that matters experience. And when they go to Air, uh, when they go to Denver, you know the Mile High City, folks. We all know it. That's when that home field advantage is absolutely great. But I think it's also going to be big time here against this Lions team for two reasons: Lions playing the dome, and the Lions are just bad. So I mean, the all the elements are truly going to affect them. So we'll see. Maybe. We could get some good value here because Vegas overvalues the line for their first win last week. I doubt that's the case, but there's still some hope. I'm still hoping. Uh, so I'm going to be a little disrespectful here. I'm going Broncos minus seven, folks. I mean, this Lions team can't do anything offensively, defensively, still trashing. This Broncos team gets it done against uh, the kind of uh, below, like average slash below average teams. And this Lions team, folks, yes, they won, but they're still the worst team, one of the worst teams in the league, folks. 
So Broncos minus seven might be able to get some good value there with Broncos minus three, four, five. Now uh, we're talking five, six. That's not the best value. So like uh, Broncos minus four, Broncos minus three. I doubt that's the case, but that'd be great value. All right, last four games. Here we go. 49ers at the Bengals. 49ers at the Bengals, folks. Now, Bengals losing last week, kind of doing a little bit of up and down. 49ers just lost last week. A lot of people are getting restless on Jimmy G, which I don't think that's the right decision. I don't know. Um, you know, I, Jimmy G doesn't really bother me that much. He could be a little bit more clutch. That could always, you know, be a... Um, be you know uh, a fix for a lot of these quarterbacks just get more and more and more clutch and that comes with experience and all that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo last week just couldn't be clutch truly unfortunate Bengals here they got out to that slow start, uh, you know, with all the turnovers. But then they really turned the tide in that last turnover by Joe Mixon truly turned the tide back to the Chargers here. So we still like this Bengals team. Their defense is still the real deal. Their offense can still get it done. Uh, this 49ers offense, a little lackluster. Defense is solid, solid defense right here. But I'm going to call this one Bengals minus three and a half. You, you give them minus three because they're at home. And I'm going to give them a little bit of a half a point better overall on a neutral field over the 49ers. Should be a good game either way. Bengals Bengals must win this one to get the bad taste of their loss last week out of their mouth. We'll see if they can get it done. Bengals minus three and a half. Then we get the Bills at the Bucks in a big, massive, ginormous game here for the Bills. They must win this game. They can't be competitive and lose. They were competitive against the Patriots and lost. That's not going to move the needle for anybody on this Bills team. They must go out and win. And I don't think they do it. They're on the road. Blah, blah, blah. Um, this is not a great Bills team. Their offense is super lackluster. No rushing game. And talking about the rushing game, the Bucks has established a rushing game. We're starting to see last season, postseason, Leonard for Fournette in action these last couple of weeks. Leonard Fournette rushing fantastic here and even catching the ball, which he has a little struggles catching the ball um, in the passing game, but he's been getting it done these last couple of weeks here. So Bucks at home, Bucks facing the Bills. It's still, you know, a rivalry. Tom Brady versus the Bills. Bills versus Tom Brady. It's still a big old rivalry here. Bucks defense is solid. It's Tom Brady. Can the Bills stop Tom Brady? Probably not. I don't think their defense can. There's so much pressure and tension in this Bills locker room with Sean McDermott and Brian Dable being questioned. I mean, it wasn't just like last season and like the last two seasons. Everyone was begging for Brian Dable to be a head coach. What is going on with that now? Absolutely no way. He has not done anything great. And what you need out of a head coach is that consistency. I don't want a one-year good head coach. Then we get Dan Quinn, and that's nothing great. Yeah, you had your chance at the Super Bowl, but you blew it, and then never even resembled that ever again. Uh, so you got to be consistent as the coach. We know Bruce Arians is. He was getting it done with Jameis Winston, but Jameis Winston was just turning it over way too much. So, no believability here in the Bills, and I'm going to disrespect them here a little bit. I'm going to call this one Bucks, Bucks minus 7.5. I'm going over that 7-point hook. They win by two possessions. I don't know if this game is even competitive, folks. We'll see what Vegas puts the line at. All right, then we get the Sunday night football game, Bears at Packers. And, um, you know, the first time that the Packers beat the Bears this season, we had that great Aaron Rodgers, um, I own you quote, while everyone was kind of middle fingering them because he was in Chicago. Uh, great job by Aaron Rodgers by saying, I own y'all. He was talking to the fans. It's not disrespect. It's competition. It's playful, respectful disrespect, folks. That's what it is. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers is going to be on his bullshit. Uh, Bears are probably still rocking with Andy Dalton, and that's all you need to know about this this game, right? Uh, so we're going to call this one Packers minus 10. Easy peasy there. They beat the Packers, no problem in Lambeau. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of I own y'all. I'm sure the the Lambeau, uh, the Lambeau faithful are really going to be using that term a little bit too much, but I'm all here for it. I own y'all, and that's exactly what it's going to be, Packers minus 10. All right, and then the Monday night game, last game of the week. And, man, oh, man, this is going to tell a lot, folks, truly a lot. Now, we called the Rams frauds two weeks ago. They had the redemption game. They got it done last week. Now, they are not frauds, but this game is truly going to tell us if they're the real deal. They haven't really beat any of the great teams this season. Um, they beat the Bucks. We'll give them credit for that, but that was really early in the season. Not a lot of credit, little credit, waning credit as the season progresses. And they have to face the Cardinals, who they lost when they were in LA for the first meeting. So Rams revenge game against this Cardinals team, division um, rivalry, trying to make their way. The Rams could still get that top seed in their division. 
but they need to beat the Cardinals here. If they don't beat the Cardinals, it's a dunzo. So, Cardinals the best team in the NFL. Rams, I don't know if I can buy them. OBJ getting locked up against division opponent. Rams trying to force him the ball. Gets him into a little bit of a bad headspace. And then it just unravels from there. So, this Cardinals defense is a real deal. We know their offense is a real deal. Just got it done last week when Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins missed, what, two, three games together. And then they hooked up on the connection for the touchdown. Fantastic. So, Cardinals here at home still love it still not ready to buy this Rams team a hundred percent um so I'm gonna call this one Cardinals minus five folks what has this Rams team showed us against good teams that have us believing in them don't think there is Ra uh, Cardinals minus five is our official spread Alrighty, so now that we've got all the games predicted here, now it's time to find where that value is. Is our thinking on par with Vegas? Are we way off with Vegas? Or are we right on the same wavelength with Vegas? Let's find out. So here we go. Last time to refresh these lines. Lines are truly refreshed up to the minute, up to the date here. So here we go. Back to the Thursday night game. Tonight's game, and we'll also pick our winner here. So here we go. And we've hit our last two Thursday night picks, folks. So stay tuned. Laser focus. Listen and hang on to every single word we are about to say. Here we go. Steelers at Vikings. We predicted the line at Steelers minus two and a half. And wow, disrespect, great value. Love it, love it, love it. Steelers plus three, Vikings minus three. Yes, give me the Steelers all day long. They hang tight. They hang in the game. It's Mike Tomlin. They will always hang in the game. This Vikings team, they always turn the ball over. Not once, but usually twice. A fumble, interception, usually go hand in hand with this Vikings team. Vikings at home, best thing about why you would want to take the Vikings here, but no Adam Thielen, uh, they don't win the games, prime time Kirk Cousins, we all know that narrative, he's absolutely abysmal in prime time games, so Steelers plus three is looking like a home run, easy, great night here, great value, great value, what did we say when we predicted this line, any points we would be getting with the Steelers, we would instantly get it, and it would be great value, and we get plus three here and the Steelers plus three is actually at plus 105 for so y'all don't even like that spread lines are both minus 110 folks that's why it's a spread line that's why it's you know they're even odds you make the teams even odds with the spread line so they're both minus 110 when you're betting them Steelers on the spread line of plus three is plus 105 folks Fantastic value. Bet 100. You win 105 and get your 100 back. Steelers plus three. Tremendous value. They have new life. They have new life beating the Ravens last week and now are kind of established themselves as kind of a front runner of getting one of the final three playoff spots as the wild card in the AFC. Steelers plus three. Steelers plus three. Give me that. Yes, sir. That's our pick tonight. Steelers plus three. Absolutely love it. Alrighty, here we go. Now to the Sunday slate. First game up here. Cowboys at Washington. We predicted the line at Cowboys minus three, and it's Cowboys minus four and a half. So right around our thinking, exactly on par, kind of with Vegas right there. Uh, Vegas, you know, uh, valuing the Cowboys even better, giving them minus four and a half instead of minus three. Uh, so there's not a lot of believability in Vegas aside with Washington at home, and I think that is right. This Washington offense is nothing great. We've got two, we've got one great defense in the Cowboys and a really good solid above average defense in Washington so probably a little bit of a closer game here but this Cowboys defense they get the takeaways and Taylor Heineke will make a mistake or two setting up the Cowboys into easy field goal uh, or easy field position and that's probably the game right there maybe one full possession seven points probably separates these two teams so give me the Cowboys here, minus four and a half, solid value there. Um, I, I, I'm not going to call this one an official trap slash sucker bet uh, with the Washington plus four and a half. Um, if they were like plus seven, then yeah, now that's the trap bet. They're trying to entice you with Washington uh, to take the seven there, but they're not doing that like they did with the Eagles uh, last week. Eagles-Jets game last week. So uh, Cowboys defense probably gets the better of Washington, and I really think that's the the main story on Monday when we're breaking down the game here. So Cowboys more, minus 4.5, right along thinking with our spread. 
All right, next game up here is the Jags at the Titans. We predicted this one at Titans minus 9.5, and, and it's Titans minus 8.5. So right along our thinking, solid value. They probably win by 10, easy peasy, no doubt, in this Titans team get defense gets it done, folks. Expect Trevor Lawrence to flounder. Expect Trevor Lawrence not to put up more than 15 points like they've been doing for like the last month out here. So Titans minus 8.5, solid value. We'll probably take that tomorrow, folks. A little bit of a spoiler it's under 10. I love it. All right, now we get the Seahawks at the Texans. Seahawks, uh, our official prediction was Seahawks minus three and a half. And wow, even way bigger than we were thinking. Holy moly, Seahawks minus eight and a half on the road. Ooh, I'm not taking the Texans plus eight and a half. I don't think that's great value, but I also don't think I'm laying eight and a half with the Seahawks either, where we've seen their offense struggle and struggle and struggle. And the only reason why they were scoring so many points last week was because they got a couple of takeaways. That's really it. So uh, I stay away heavy from this game. No great value either way you slice it. No thank you. No thank you at all. Jeez Louise. All right, then we get the Raiders at the Chiefs. We predicted this line at... Chiefs minus five and a half, and it is, wow, even bigger than we were thinking. Wow, Vegas is going hefty on these spreads. Jeez Louise. They say Chiefs minus nine and a half. Holy cow. Chiefs minus nine and a half. Raiders plus nine and a half. Man, oh, man. Uh, probably another game I stay away from. Raiders love playing spoiler against the Chiefs. We just brought it up earlier. You know, last season they played the spoilers. Chiefs pretty much could have won, went undefeated last season, but they lost to the Raiders and kind of, you know, ruined it. So, Chiefs minus 9.5. I don't know if I'm ready to take that value. Uh, this offense still needs to get a little bit better putting up points on the board. What's their scores that they put up over the last couple weeks? I know they just put up, uh, where they put up 19 last week. That wasn't anything great, what we know this Chiefs team is capable of. Uh, they put up 22 last week against the Broncos. That's a solid outing. Uh, so, 22 points. Then they had the bye. Then 19 against the Cowboys. 41 against the Raiders earlier this season. All I guess that. I guess that. Um, but then 13 against the Packers, 20 against the Giants, 20, uh, three against the Titans, and you know that's a, a you know a month ago. So. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I did kind of forget that the Chiefs and the Raiders already played the season, and it was a blowout for the. And it was a blowout there, Jesus Louise. Um, so, yeah, maybe, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll sleep on. It. We gotta sleep on it. That's why we do the picks tomorrow, folks. So that's the spread, bigger than we were thinking. Alrighty, alrighty. All right, then we get the Saints at the Jets. All righty, maybe they're trying to pull another trap at Jets in the you know national media. People love talking about the Jets, usually because they're bad. But uh, Vegas trying to you know slip a trap bet to y'all last week, and hopefully y'all didn't fall for the trap. But here we go, Saints at the Jets. We predicted this line as Saints minus 2.5, and, and it's Saints minus 5.5. All righty, all righty. So Vegas not really respecting the Jets at all here. That's fine. Uh, you know, I still like to taste some hill, folks. I really still like to taste some hill. Um, I like that the Jets last week scored three times on their first three possessions. I thought was that was great, but once again, they didn't score for the rest of the game after that. So, no great offense consistent here with the Jets. Saints offense, I think it can be consistent. No Kenny Stills is a positive. Starting Taysom Hill is a positive. And we have Alvin Kamara back. Is Alvin Kamara good to go? Finally, they desperately need Alvin Kamara back. I mean, if you give me Alvin Kamara, I'll probably swallow the five and a half tomorrow when we make our official picks. Um, Alvin Kamara is, what do we got here? Um, good to go. Not on the injury report. So Alvin Kamara finally back. Thank goodness. Helps out Taysom Hill. Expands upon their offense. Probably beats the Jets. Alrighty, next game up here, Falcons at the uh, Panthers. We predicted this line at Falcons minus four. And it's Falcons... <sighs> What? Are y'all kidding? Vegas, are y'all really real right now? Are y'all real right now with this? With Cameron Newton? at the, Are they even playing Cam Newton? I wouldn't. I'd start P.J. Walker for the rest of it. I, I would cut Cam Newton right now. I know we just paid him $10 million, but I cut him. I'm done. I, I've seen enough. I've truly seen enough. Um... So Cam Newton is going to be starting? Is that right? Is that really right, folks? Is Cam Newton starting this week and the line is like this? No way. No way. Let me tell y'all the line here. Falcons plus two. Falcons getting points? Are y'all out of your gourd? Cam Newton can't move the ball. I know they're at home, but they still lost their first home game with Cam Newton. Is he starting this week? 
if Cam Newton isn't starting this week, then it's not good value. Um, Cam Newton, this is November 19th. What month are we in? December? Can y'all give me this week's news? Matt Rules explains decision. And they fired their offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's right. What is going on here? Cam Newton, no Christian McCaffrey. They just fired their offensive coordinator. And you're making them minus two and a half? Yes, they're coming off of a bye, but do we care? Of course not. Oh, my God. Well, I'll spoil it right now. Hammer this while you can. Falcons plus two and a half, folks. That's our lock. That's our best bet of the week. There it is, folks. Well, I don't know about best bet of the week. We still got other things to talk about, so don't carry that to the bank, but that's a great bet. I'll lock it in, folks. Holy cow. Uh, what are we doing with the Panthers, folks? What are we doing with the Panthers? Stop it. Will y'all stop it with the Panthers, please? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Let's keep going because that's absolutely ridiculous. That's disrespectful value right there, folks. That's the disrespectful value of the week, folks. Falcons plus two and a half. Jeez Louise. Alrighty, let's keep going here. Next matchup up, Ravens at the Browns. Ravens, we predicted this one, Browns minus three, and that's exactly what it is. So shout out to Vegas, putting it right on the spread line. Shout out to us for getting it right on the money. Love it. Uh, Browns minus three, Ravens plus three, exactly what our prediction is. Kevin Stefanski, big week. Please, please, please win it, and please look good. We'll see what happens. All right, then we get the Giants at the Chargers. We predicted this line at Chargers minus 12 and a half, and it's only Chargers minus 10. So exactly right on par with our thinking. Giants can't do anything offensively. Chargers at home should be really good. We'll see if they can cover the 10. They probably can. They probably should. Well, they should. They definitely should, but we'll see if they do. Uh, then we get the Lions at the Broncos. We predicted this line at Broncos minus 7, and it's bigger than we thought. So shout out to Vegas. This is good value, or not good value, but it's respect to the Broncos. Broncos minus 10, exactly what it should be. Fantastic there. No great value here. You know, we thought we could maybe get some good value with, you know, the win optically getting all the public money. Not going to be the case, and we're not taking 10 with Jared Goff. That's even wild to say. Jared Goff is still not good, folks. All right, then we get the 49ers at the Bengals. We predicted this line at Bengals minus three and a half. And wow, Bengals plus a point and a half here. Wow, really interesting here. Uh, no love for this Bengals team. I still thought they moved the ball well last week against the Chargers. They just had the turnovers. That's really what it came down to. And this 49ers team is not clutch. We've seen that time and time again here. So Bengals plus a point and a half, folks. That's looking appetizing. I'm not going to gonna lie holy cow might take that tomorrow Bengals plus a point and a half Jeez louise Alrighty, this is going to be a good one. I can't wait to see what Vegas puts this one at. Hoo, hoof. Here we go. Bills at the Bucks. We predicted this one at Bucks minus seven and a half. And wow, wow, even better value. Uh, so we'll definitely take this, and y'all aren't even rocking with it. Bucks minus only three and a half. Bills plus three and a half. And the Bucks minus three, half, minus three and a half is at plus 100. Once again, y'all are not respecting that. I'd probably just swallow the three and a half here with the Bucks. What have the Bills shown us against? Good teams. All season long this season that they can't beat them that yeah they kind of hang around a little bit but overall it's nothing great or anything that I want to lay money on I lay money on things that are consistent and I think I have a better odds of winning than not winning and with this Bills team going against a very good defending champion Bucks team on the road ugh, ugh, I'm not taking the three there with Buffalo I think I'm going the other side tomorrow Alrighty, here we go. And then we uh, last two games up here. Bears at the Packers. We predicted this one at Packers minus 10. And this one's Packers minus 12 and a half. So we kind of flip-flopped the overall Broncos and the Packers. Where we predicted the Broncos are, are the Chargers over the Giants. I apologize. Chargers minus 12 and a half. They were only 10. Then we have the Packers minus 10. And they're minus 12 and a half. Officially, a little bit of a flip-flop there. But, yeah, Packers minus 12 and a half. That's what it should be, yes. Uh, do we take it? Now we have to win kind of by two touchdowns. Backdoor covers, all that. Division rivals taken into account. Probably stay away from it. But, yeah, the Packers probably win this game in big dominant fashion. Alrighty, then the last game of the week here, Monday Night Football, Rams at Cardinals. We predicted this line at Cardinals minus five, and wow, Cardinals minus two, Rams plus two. So Vegas is still giving respect to the Rams for why, for why? And I hear everybody still doubting the Cardinals because they're a young team. 
Okay, the Seahawks got to a Super Bowl like two years in with Russell Wilson. Jared Goff got to a Super Bowl like two, three years in. Um, who else do we have? Russell Wilson, Jared Goff. There's one more. Patrick Mahomes two years in. Super Bowl win. Super Bowl appearance next year. So, okay, Kyler Murray's in his third year. He's Super Bowl bound like Russell Wilson, like Patrick Mahomes, like Jared Goff. So spare me that the Cardinals are too young to win a Super Bowl. The Rams are too inexperienced to win a Super Bowl with uh, Matthew Stafford. He doesn't know what it's like to play in the playoffs. What are you, nuts? Now it's a kind of playoff atmosphere game in uh, Arizona, and I only have to swallow two. Another little sneak peek of what we're taking tomorrow, folks. Love it. Jeez. Um, so that's all of them, folks. We're taking the Steelers plus three tonight in the official pick tonight. Disrespectful value. We found it at the uh, Falcons plus two and a half. Um, any other good value? Yeah, Cardinals minus two is better value than what we were expecting. Bucks minus three and a half is better value than what we were expecting. Love it. Bengals surprise value getting some points. So, yeah, folks, this week I don't think Vegas has it all on the money. Still showing the big disrespect. And, sh yeah, sh still not showing respect where it deserves and disrespecting these teams as heck. Why are we still focused on the Panthers, folks? Please, somebody. Tell me that. Alrighty, folks, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We're back live tomorrow, noon Eastern, making our official uh, picks for week 14, breaking down the game tonight and cashing in that uh, Steelers plus three. We've got to do one more film study on the Ravens. Might help us out on our official pick this week as well. Got to see if Lamar Jackson is good. And uh, we, I want to start kind of playing around with some Pro Bowl matchups, um, Pro Bowl voting, um, and getting into the playoff predictor, not using the playoff machine, but going through everybody on the wild card, their final uh, schedule, walking through it, and seeing who we predict the final outcome of the playoffs are going to be. So we'll do all of that between Friday and Saturday show. Y'all know we go late, and we can't be planning more than three topics a day, folks, or you know we're, we're going to be out here for four hours. Um, so thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Make some money tonight with some NFL picks. We got you some basketball picks as well. Make some money. Great opportunity to do so. We're out of here. Enjoy your day. Enjoy the game. Steelers fans, uh, Vikings fans, I'm rooting for both of y'all, even though the Vikings are really not that great. I'm sorry for slandering the Vikings today that, as much as I did. I think we slandered the Vikings as much as we slandered uh, or probably more than we slandered anybody. Besides the Panthers. I'll, I'll slander the Panthers more than the Vikings. So Vikings fans, you're welcome. Alrighty, folks. We are out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We're back live tomorrow noon Eastern doing it all over again, folks. All right.